Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Capsule. Here, we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. How's it going, Nan? Uh, not too bad. Uh, a bit tired today. Woke up early for some study, and then go to work mm-hmm. 8.30 to 6, and then back for uh, the podcasting. So, long day for me. Nice and solid. Yeah. How about you? Uh, quite the opposite. I, I don't know. I think I slept late, which is why I slept until like basically just before I needed to go to work Ugh. and then went to work. Um, oh, I was quite annoying cause I've ordered like a straight razor. Oh yeah. And Did you cut so that was meant again? to come in? Well, it was meant to come yesterday and then it uh-huh. got delayed. And so it was meant to come today, but I was at work. So I have to pick it up tomorrow. But, okay. um, yeah weird fact though i can't like shave or cut my nails on like a tuesday or thursday so i wouldn't be able to do it today anyway no why i'll just have to wait till it's just religious reasons oh i see interesting is that like an hindu or indian things or yeah so it's like one my mom does so then like i've just followed her in that sense all right i'll I'll keep that in mind for my next next week quiz night (laughs) yeah can be a thing (laughs) Yeah, I've been going to quiz night every week now. All right, pretty exciting. Um, is is it yeah. like a um, uh, what do you call it? Like tournament style quiz night? No, just just a pop quiz night. Just a, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, wedding planning going all right? Yeah, it's all right. It's um, still trying to see if my parents can come over, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, on a good, uh, I mean, not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Uh, I got a new job. So oh, yeah. If you haven't heard yet. Yeah. Uh, so next week will be my last week at the current place. And uh, after that, we'll be moving on. The ice cream place? Yeah. Ice cream, mm. uh, yeah. Ice cream. And uh, what was it? Jets chips? Uh, Jester chips. Oh, Jester's, Jester's. Sorry. <laughs> So, um, with this new job is like a lot closer to where I'm, where I live. Oh yeah. So uh, not much travel for myself. Oh, that's good. So less time in the car, which means uh, more time outside possibly. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, less, less vitamin D for myself and, mm-hmm. um, and higher chance of getting osteoporosis. I suppose. Oh no! Oh. Like, like, just like what we said last week. Yes, exactly. Oh, but that's quite coincidental, though. Yeah. Um. Do you want to start off with the topic for this week? Yeah, sure. Alrighty. So we'll go with osteoporosis. So it's a common disease affecting over one million Australians. So this disease makes bones become brittle, and then that leads to a higher risk of breaks. Um, than a regular bone. So the osteoporosis occurs when bone loses minerals such as calcium more quickly than the body can replace them. So this causes a loss of bone thickness, which is your bone density or mass. So in the human skeleton, we've got 206 bones, but this doesn't include teeth or the CMOID bones, so the small bones found within a cartilage. We've got 80 axial bones, so this includes the head, facial, hyoid, 
auditory, trunk, ribs, and sternum. And then you've got 126 appendicular bones. So this includes your arms, shoulders, wrists, hands, legs, hips, ankles, and feet. Uh, so bone is not a solid stick. So within any single bone, the tissue is woven into two main patterns. So known as cortical and cancellous and subchondrial tissue. So first of all, you've got the cortical bone. So the hard outer layer of bones is composed of cortical bone, which is also called compact bone and is much denser than cancellous bone. And it forms the hard exterior cortex of bones. So the cortical bone gives bone its smooth, white, and solid appearance and accounts for 80% of the total bone mass. It facil facilitates bone's main functions to support the whole body, to protect organs and provide levers for movements, and to store and release chemical elements, mainly calcium. So the cancellous bone is the internal tissue of the skeletal bone, and it's an open cell porous network. So the cancellous bone is highly vascular and often contains the red bone marrow. The bone tissue is made up of different types of bone cells. So we'll go into more details later, but you've got your osteoblasts and osteocytes are involved in the formation and mineralization of bone. And osteoclasts clasts, sorry, are involved in the resorption of bone tissue. And then you've got the subchondral tissue. So this is the smooth tissue at the ends of bones, which is covered with another type of tissue called cartilage. And the cartilage is specialized um, gristly connective tissue that is present in adults. It's also the tissue from which most bones develop in children as well. Yep. All right. So Ishan did mentioned about the bone cells just now, but I'll go a little bit deeper into the different types of bone cells. Um, so the first one is the osteoblast. They are the cells that form new bone. Uh, they also come from the bone marrow and related to the structure cells. So the osteoblast cell doesn't work by, by itself. It works as a team. So it's like team building exercise sort of thing. So um, they produce a new bone called osteoid, which is made of uh, bone collagens and other protein then they can control the calcium and minerals deposition into the bone to make it like more structuralized and harder, harden the bone. Uh, they are normally found on the surface of the new bone. The next one is the osteoclast. So it's sort of opposite of osteoblast. So osteoclasts are large cells that dissolve the bone. They come from the bone marrow as well and are related to white blood cells. Uh, they can be found on the surface of the bone minerals next to the dissolving bone. So they basically like, let's say your body need more calcium, the osteoclast cell will uh, break down the bone to release some calcium into the bloodstream. Uh, the third type is the osteocyte. They are the cells inside the bone. They also come from osteoblasts. Some of the osteoblasts turn into the osteocyte while the new bone is being formed. Um, and the osteocyte then gets surrounded by new bone. Um, they are not isolated. Uh, however, because they send out long branches that connect to the other osteocyte, uh, this cell can sense pressure or cracks in the bone and help to direct 
where osteoclasts will dissolve the bone. Uh, the last one is called hematopoietic. It's found in the bone marrow. It's functioned to produce red blood cells and white blood cells and platelet and all other type of things. Um, you know, like, have you ever had bone marrow? Had a bone marrow? Yeah, to like, eat, like, oh, uh, like, no, I don't know. Power and anything like that, something like no, food. No, no. Yeah. Have you? Uh, yeah, pretty yummy bit, like, very uh, nutritious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and good to make soup as well because like it just makes soup very flavor like lots of flavor oh true would be mm-hmm. uh, okay so osteoporosis osteoporosis uh, is one of the highest cause of fractures uh, as bone becomes thinner and less dense even a minor bump or fall can cause a serious fractures um, a fracture is can either be a complete or partial break in the bone any bone can be affected by osteoporosis, but the most common sites are like the hip, spine, and wrist. Uh, fractures in the spine due to osteoporosis can result in height loss or changes in the posture. Um, osteoporosis usually doesn't have any symptoms until you get the fractures. Uh, both men and women have certain risk factors that can make them more likely to get osteoporosis. Uh, however, women are at higher risk of developing osteoporosis because of the decline in estrogen level during menopause. Uh, on the other hand, men also lose bone when they age. Uh, however, the testosterone levels in men decline more gradually, so the bone must like remain adequate to later in their life. And then after that later period, then we're screwed. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take take your calcium and vitamin D. Yes, we'll we'll get there. Yep. So let's go through diagnosing osteoporosis. So bone density or bone mineral density (BMD) is the amount of bone mineral in bone tissue. So the concept is of mass of mineral per volume of bone. Do you remember doing the um calculations for like T score, Z score? Yeah, I still remember that. I I remember. Um, actually, I never forget T score and Z score because it was one mm. of the um, placement units. Uh, mm. I was doing it in the hospital, and then um, you know, the first assessment where the um, no, it's not. Is that the first? No, the second assessment. The uh, assessor came and then asked me about uh, one of the osteoporosis drug. And then asked me about T score and Z score. At that time, I didn't like, I didn't spend too much time studying, so I've completely didn't know much about T score and Z score. So I got like crap mark for that one. But, yeah. uh, Never now forget. It sticks. Yep. Now it's yeah. So the T score compares the patient's bone density to the peak bone density of young adults. So it's a number of standard deviations of the bone mineral density measurement above or below that of a young, healthy adult of the same sex. So according to the definitions agreed by the World Health Organization, a T-score of negative 2.5 or lower at the spine or hip is indicative of osteoporosis. So Z-score is, compares the bone, patient's bone density to that of adults of the same age. 
So it's the number of standard deviations of the bone mineral density measurement measurement above or below that of an adult of the same age and sex. So the Z-score is a useful indicator of possible secondary osteoporosis. And a score, a Z-score of negative 2.0 or below should trigger investigations for underlying disease uh, to exclude other causes of bone mineral loss. Now to some more fun stuff of vitamin D and calcium. So optimizing calcium intake has been shown to achieve a small increase in bone mineral density, but some data demonstrates a correlation between fracture risk and calcium intake alone were lacking. So in most studies of treatments of osteoporosis, you'd have adequate calcium and vitamin D as just entry requirements. Um, before starting drug therapy for osteoporosis, it's best to consider possibly um, any secondary causes of bone loss or fracture um, for the list of conditions that can cause bone loss and any sort of factors that can also interfere with that bone mineral density measurement. Uh, as a fact, up to 30% of postmenopausal women and 50% of men with osteoporosis usually have a secondary cause. So for the treatment of osteoporosis, the most commonly used drugs are anti-resorptive drugs. So this results in less formation and activity of osteoclasts that Nan was talking about before. So let's get into some drugs. So there's a class of drugs called biphosphonates. And so they're slow bone loss and improved bone mineral density uh, by inhibiting osteoclasts. And so they reduce the rates of vertebral, non-vertebral, and hip fractures. So some examples in your biphosphonates include alendronate, resendronate, and zoledronic acid. The oral biphosphonates, um, except any enteric-coated ones, must be taken on an empty stomach and at least two hours apart from calcium, iron, magnesium, and antacids which can limit how effective they are by significantly reducing absorption. So throughout the therapy, it's important to make sure that your calcium intake is sufficient and that the vitamin D levels are replete. Yeah. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you remember in fourth year, you know how we had um, like a list of drugs we had to learn for exams? Yep. yep. So I remember alendronate being like the very first one. Yep, never forget. Because it started with A. Yeah, always would start studying with that one, even mm. if I wouldn't get through the rest. But that was the one that, like, you just always started with that and then, like, it just stuck with you. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, another one of the common, there's a couple of common side effects with this group of medication is um, uh, reflux. So be careful as well. Um, and, if you go to dentist, make sure that you mention that you're on this medication because it's affect the bone around the jaw. It's called osteonecrosis of jaw. That's one of the conditions. Um, so the tablets can be quite annoying to take because um, you have to take on an empty stomach and have to avoid all of this random supplement and stuff which can interact with it. So... Uh, not too long ago, there's this new medication came out. It's called Denosumab. Uh, so they 
inhibit like the bone resorptions by reducing osteoclast formations and differentiation and increasing osteoclast apoptosis. Uh, denosumab increase uh, BMD at the lumbar, spine, hip, uh, reduce veg, uh, vertebral and non-vertebral and hip fractures. Um, compared to the other one, they, are, they go through swallowing tablet. This one comes as an injection and you only have to do it every six months, which is a bonus for the patient. Um, and it's, in Australia, it's covered on the PBS if you hit certain criteria, but it's not that hard to hit the criteria. Um, same with the bisphosphonate. You need, still need to take your calcium and vitamin D with it as well. Um, the main downside of denosumab is that once you stop using the injections, uh, the osteoporosis will come back like very fast. On the other hand, the bisphosphonate, uh, once you stop the uh, products, it still stay in your system for quite long. I'm pretty sure alendronate stay inside your system for about two years, if I'm not remember, not mistaken. Um, so that's why it can stay uh, like even if you stop it, the effect of the medication is still there. Um, so those two are the most common treatment for osteoporosis nowadays in Australia. Um, there are other treatments such as like using hormone like estrogen, uh, using mainly for women going through menopausal and um, stuff like that. Uh, but it's not as common as the denosumab and the bisphosphonate group. Um, and so yeah, that's that's my part. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Have Big you st- small yeah. <laughs> Have you started taking your vitamin D yet for your bone? Yeah, got to get back into that. But so I started from last week because I think that's when I forgot to. Before that, I forgot. But yeah, I restarted. Okay, that's good. Good to hear, bro. Um, all right. And since we got nothing else, uh, that's it for this week. So if you have any questions, uh, feel free to email us or follow us on our social medias. And we shall see you guys next week. See you then. Bye. All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.